You're listening to The Sociable Scribes, two professional writers who work hard, play hard, and love to have fun on the job. Word stylist Nikita Rowell-Stevens and publishing consultant Kim Ely talk about the topics and questions they hear most often from their clients. Let's talk about writing, the good, the bad, and the awesome, while addressing popular questions and concerns from real writers like you. If you're a writer, someone who aspires to write, or just wants to learn more about writing and publishing and have a lot of fun along the way, welcome to the tribe. Here are your hosts, Nikita and Kim, two writers who love to socialize, the sociable scribes. All right. So, Miss Nikita, what is behind your curtain today? What is behind my curtain? (laughs) Take a peek. (laughs) Take a peek. I think just going through a lot of transitions. A lot of changes. Uh, yeah. And it's when you get used to doing things one way, it and you have to, you know, change. Change is hard. I, I, I consider myself to be pretty adaptable. Yeah. Uh, and but I don't care how adaptable you are and how well you tell yourself that you can handle change, it's hard. It's yes. difficult especially if you have become adjusted to things being a certain way for a number of years. And so for me, I'm in a, in a new season in my life where I am adapting to a lot of new changes. Uh-huh. And, and I'm starting to settle into some of those new changes, but it's still, everything still feels weird, if that makes sense. That like, does make sense. It's, it's an exciting thing, but at the same time, it's, it's weird. You find yourself, I think when you go through change, you feel nostalgic, like, oh, I wish the way I liked the thing, way things used to be. Yeah. I miss the way things were. But sometimes, you know, especially when you're going through periods of growth in your life, the way things used to be and the way things were is not necessarily what you need to move forward. Right. Um, and so, so I am learning to embrace that and understanding that, you know, change is can be a little bit painful. I feel like I'm going through a pruning process and not to get too like biblical or religious, but you know, the Bible talks about how God prunes you to make you into, you know, what he wants you to be. And so I feel like I'm, you know, going through some pruning and, you know, sometimes it's a bit uncomfortable, but it's for, you know, what I was, de- the direction I was de- destined to go into. And so it's exciting too. Oh, that's awesome. I I love what you're saying about pruning because especially when you go through periods of big changes in your life, it's important. But I think it's important, gosh, at at all stages of our life because I feel like, especially as entrepreneurs, but also as, you know, writers, Mm -hmm. we're always, you know, changing and uh, rediscovering (laughs) <laughs> who we are or what we want to write about or, or you know, even the topics that we write about can change. So, yeah. Definitely. So what's behind your curtain? Oh, gosh. Where so you go? Behind my curtain. So we are preparing. I think I had shared with you that you and I are both animal lovers. Aw. And uh, so our kitty cat, Madeline, passed away earlier this year. It was so sad, but you know what? We did well. She lived to be 21 years old. 
Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know cats could live that long. I kept telling Jerry, I'm like, well, we're doing something right because we've kept this little cat alive for 21 years. That's and impressive. I know. Thank you. Um, so, of course, we were crushed um, when she passed away earlier this year. But the exciting news is we wanted to give ourselves a little bit of time to grieve. and um, sure. And so this weekend we're adopting two kitties. Oh, exciting. I'm so excited. They are sisters. They are from the same litter. They don't look a thing alike. It's so funny. One is gray, and the other one is um, sort of a tabby calico. I don't know how to describe her. Okay. I adore them, and they're super, super cute, but we've been having to cat-proof the house because our 21-year-old cat could not jump on anything anymore. These Uh two will be jumping on everything. (laughs) Yep, they will. <laughs> so we're they like, will. move all the breakable stuff and hide the china. And <laughs> <laughs> so I may follow suit with you soon because I'm feeling the itch for a new puppy. Too, oh, because yeah. I kind of went so through the same cool. thing as you, you know. So yeah. definitely. Oh, I, that's uh, exciting! Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll start talking about this week's topic. Hello. Hello. Good to hear you again. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) if we're ready, let's jump into this week's topic because I'm really excited about it. Yes. um, I'm excited about it, too, um, especially because it's something that I'm in the middle of working on myself for a book series. So we won't keep you guys in suspense any longer. We're going to be talking about reader magnets today. So can you describe to us what a reader magnet is? Okay. Um, Because, yeah, I'm sure it's not a term everyone is exactly familiar with. But really what a reader magnet is, it's a tool that you use to grow your email list. Um, And so basically what you're doing as a writer is you need to dangle a carrot, right? Dangle a carrot to your audience that's going to draw them in and say, you know, (laughs) I like this author. I want to know more what they have. And more often than not, that's going to be in the form of a free book. It's going to be some type of freebie. But the encouragement that we've always given with regard to a reader magnet is that it's a free book. So I will share my thoughts on that um, because I know a lot of writers are – if you're not familiar with this this strategy or you're familiar with using reader magnets, when I say give your book away for free, I can imagine that you're probably thinking, that is my heart 
you know how much work it takes for me to write a book? Why would I give the book away for free? Exactly. Um, and, I, and I completely commiserate <laughs> with you on that. Uh, one of my good friends who I'm hoping we'll have on the show, Lisa Vino, was the first person to talk to me about reader magnets before I even really knew what a reader magnet was. And when I was first talking about, you know, the book I was working on, she was like, yeah, you know, you're probably going to want to put that out for free. And I'm like, for free? Do you know how long I've been working on this book? You know, um, <laughs> um, and I'm sure that's how a lot of writers that are listening right now are probably thinking, I have worked way too hard on my book to give it away for free. So there are a couple of things that you can do. Right. The first, and chime in at any time, Kim, I'm just rolling. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no worries. So um, <laughs> before you describe what it is, the purpose of it, because I'll tell you something silly. When I first looked up um, reader magnets, I think I looked it up by book magnets. And of course, okay. what do I see? magnets that look like books that you put on your refrigerator. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) So this is a strategy to sell books. Is that correct? Essentially, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, A strategy to sell books specifically with the goal of growing your email list. And what you will learn if you – have been in business if you some of you guys are are new writers that are just getting started some of you may have some background in business ownership but i can tell you kim and i both um, own our own business and um and and write books and it seems like those two while those two are part of our business a lot of people when you're getting started in the business of writing books don't understand that that is part of being a business owner exactly Um, and one of the things that has been drilled into us endlessly um, has been, you have to build your email list. You know? and so you might think as a re- as a writer that you can kind of escape that. No, you can't. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> you still have that responsibility as a writer. Um, what you have to realize is that your email list is gold, and what as as a writer, it's your audience. It's the people. That's your fans. That's your fan base. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to add real quick. I think you and I, and and you can attest to this. um, uh, You actually turned me on to um, uh, Jenna Kutcher, who does the uh, podcast Gold Digger. Yes. And one of the things that we learned from her is social media is great and we still use social media. But the reason why, just like you're talking about your email list is gold is because you own it. And anybody who signs up for your email list is going to be like a raving fan. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that, that is the general reason why you want to have a reader magnet. And it is, it doesn't have to be a painful process for you as a writer, because I know it hurts to try to think about giving away something for free. (laughs) I know, Um, right? (laughs) Absolutely. It's especially difficult if you're not a pantser like me and Kim, um, because I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just just stating the facts. Yeah, it's difficult for me to put together ten thousand words. You know, I can do that in a fairly short period of time and create something that I can say, boom, I got something. Right. But if you're someone who is more of a plotter, it that is like sur- doing surgery. Like, oh, <laughs> how do I do that? Exactly. You know? um, so, so I realize that we're asking a lot of you when we say, okay, we want you to give away a book for free. So you have to figure out a good... Oh, 
Are you there? Uh-oh. I can't hear you. Can you hear? Um, oh, there you are. Okay, I, you, you muted out for okay. a second. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, so let's, let's say you, you've had a book you've been working on for a couple years. That's, it, it's your baby. And we're telling you, okay, well, we need you to create a reader magnet. And it's like, well, well how am I going to create a reader magnet? I don't want to give away this book for free. Well, what it might, what may be a good idea for you to do for your reader magnet is more of a teaser. So you can do an ah. excerpt from mm-hmm. that book, maybe a chapter. Because really what you're trying to do is you want to give people just enough to make them want more, you know. So right. if you put out a chapter of that book mm-hmm. and you're teasing people with that chapter and you're giving that away for free, then your goal is they're going to want more. They're going to add, add to your email list, become your raving fans, and buy your book. Right. Yes, that does um, make sense. For my particular example and what I'm doing is, I guess you could call me, I am in the process of becoming a serial author because I'm working on putting out anywhere from six to 12 books a year, which is a lot. Uh, (laughs) We're going to start with six, maybe work our way in the middle, (laughs) but that's kind of my goal. So um, I'm I'm working on a series, um, and because I'm working on a series and the story is building, the stories are building on each other, um, I actually created a prequel to the series. And the prequel is a novella, so it's 35,000 words. For some people, that may seem like, oh, my God, that's still a lot. Um, you got to figure out what, you know, what fits for you. But I chose to write that novella with the goal of that novella being my book magnet um, because what that novella does is it sets the tone, it sets the foundation, um, it sets the characterization for a lot of the characters, um, and that are going to be in that series, and it starts. To, it my goal is to hook people. It's I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm putting the line out, and I'm getting them on the hook with this one book, knowing that there's another book that's going to come out after that, then another one after that, and then another one after that. Right. Um, so when you're in the process of particularly in fiction writing, um, when you're looking at doing things like a series, what series is very a very very popular strategy um, in writing fiction these days. Um, then I would suggest going full-fledged with a book. It doesn't have to be that long. Right. you like a novella. It doesn't even have to be 35,000 words as a novella. You know, you can do less than 35,000. But do something small Mm -hmm. to hook, and then then you can start to... Yeah, get bigger. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Um... So you're doing the the prequel right now, and then you'll be releasing that. So how um, are you going to release the other books or have those available at the same time that your prequel is available? Oops, I can't hear you. Um, oh, Nikita, if you can hear me, I can't hear you. Can hey. you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you. Oh dear. I don't know what happened there. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I apologize. That was kind of crazy. Oh, that's okay. I'm just glad um, you're back. I was like, oh no, she's talking, and I can't tell her that I can't hear her. <laughs> I know. I know. So, um, yes, I'm back. I didn't realize I was gone. <laughs> Yay! No <laughs> worries. Mind. No worries. Tell you what. Um, 
Let's take a quick、uh, break. You stay on the phone, and we'll just pick back up on the next segment. How about that? Sounds good. All right, cool. So we're going to stop, and then we'll pick back up. Okay. All right, we're back, and we are talking about book magnets. Yay! And、um, I was going to see if maybe we could kind of take it、um, step by step for peeps, especially those who may be like, "OMG, they're suggesting that I give away a book for free." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that we kind of break it down and explain how the whole process works. So,、um, how does it? How does?、Uh, how does somebody find your book, and then what? What ultimately happens after that? Um, there are a lot of—I don't want to say intricate steps, but there are several steps in the process. I think to creating your book magnet.、Uh-huh. Um, the first, of course, is actually creating the book itself. Right. So, so that you know that goes without saying.、Um, the second place, the second thing is you're looking to gather、um, to grow your email list. So you're、right. going to want to have somewhere to point people. So this is where where it's going to become very important for you to either have your author page up or your landing page.、Um, you're going to want to have a place to collect those email addresses. Absolutely.、Um, And just to jump in, your author page when you're talking about that, are you talking about like a website? A website, yes. Gotcha. So、um, it does not have to be super fancy.、Um, you don't need to go through. Anything crazy trying to put together、um, your website, you can go on something like Squarespace or whatever and do something very simple with maybe a picture, a bio,、um, and then what books you have coming out. It doesn't have to be. Don't make it rocket science. Exactly,、um, I think you're right.、Stuff. Yeah, because I think sometimes people get tripped up because they're like, "Oh snap, it's got to be beautiful," and it it doesn't. Yes.、Um, Now, a couple other areas、um, that you're going to want to to focus on,、um, and these are I'm, I'm going to be transparent with you. It's、mm-hmm. relatively new to me because I'm in the process of setting up my first book magnet.、Yay. So this is not.、Um, it's an area that I've studied up on and read a lot about,、um, but、uh, it's my first time actually putting it into place because I, you know, am ready to release、um, this this book, my prequel. Um, but、um, Book Funnel is a very、um, popular、um, tool among writers that that、uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that you use for the book magnet、um, because what it, what it and it is it is a paid、um, service. I think that you, that's the lowest is like twenty dollars a month, so it's not super expensive. They have different tiers, but what it allows you to do is basically set up that funnel、mm-hmm. for. For your book, so that you're pointing people,、um, you have somewhere to point people. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you may even be able to set up your landing pages using BookFunnel. Oh, that's awesome!、Um, I didn't know that. That's、yeah. cool. Gotcha. Yeah. And、um, um, just to to back up for a second,、um, uh, just so because some peeps may not know what a landing page is,、um, my understanding of it is, and and I use them, is like a very brief. It's almost like a one sheet. Web page、yep. that describes a product. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. And so my my、um, 
suggestion to you is if you feel a little too overwhelmed with having to put up a website right now, if you're ready to release your book magnet and you have all of your P's and Q's and your things put together, uh-huh. that you could go ahead and um, you could just do a landing page. Oh, because yeah. A landing page, is, a landing page itself is, is designed to be able to still gather that information. So you could just start with just a landing page to, um, to gather people's um, email address and then be able to still deliver the, the book to them. So, again, you don't overcomplicate the process. I think if you go onto BookFunnel, and it's bookfunnel.com, mm-hmm. um, or you can Google it. If you go into BookFunnel, I think you'll find that that's a really helpful tool that will help you kind of walk step-by-step through the process of setting up your book magnet so that you don't feel overwhelmed and going, oh, my gosh, you know, this is too much. Um, I will tell you another resource um, that um, uh, I think actually Hannah, again, so you have to get – Hannah's def- definitely going to be a guest on our show because she has been – so great and guiding me through the process. She's an amazing author. Um, she writes um, writes um, romance erotica books. Um, pretty amazing. Um, but um, Nick Stevenson, if you want someone to follow um, mm. with regard to um, book launches and things like that, his name is Nick Stevenson, and he actually has a book called Book Magnet. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Awesome. It is a phenomenal book. He walks you step by step through the process of setting up your own book magnet and what it looks like. Um, and I think you'll like his style and kind of how he, it's not a very long book, not, not a very long read, um, and it will really open your eyes and help, help you understand the process probably even more than what we're talking about today. So I would definitely set, suggest that as a top resource. Um, awesome. Um, I would Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I just wanted to jump in real quick and say um, yeah. I first heard about um, the book funnel concept through another book, and I was just going to recommend it also. It's called Write, Publish, Repeat, The No Luck Required Guide to Self-Publishing Success. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Have I you like heard that. of that? <laughs> no. It's by, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I love this author's name, Johnny B. Truant. And uh, Sean Platt, and it 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 d- also describes the the funnel process, and that's why I first heard of it. So, I, but I wrote down Nick Stevenson's book also because I want to check that out. Yeah, that's a really good one, and like I said, it's a short read. It's not very long, um, just very informative. He goes through a lot of a lot of good stuff on that. Um, the other tool that I have heard a lot about, and like I said. I'm still I'm 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 going to be completely transparent, being that I'm very green in this process still because I'm just I'm I'm live in the process of doing this stuff right now. Oh, we so, appreciate um, you sharing that. <laughs> so so you're learning my trials and errors. I think by the time we um, when we do another episode, I'll be able to tell you some of my you know successes <laughs> and failures in doing this. Right. Um, which is fine. You know, what, if you've learned anything about me and Kim is that we are. Um, we, we're doers, and so we like to jump in. And, Definitely, you know, you know, we have we have relaunched this podcast a couple of times, <laughs> but we're not we're not ashamed of that because it's better to take action than just sit on the bench. Amen, you know? sister. Um, yes. <laughs> so and so, I would encourage you: don't be afraid of like don't get intimidated by this process and thinking like, oh, I, God, I want to do is write a freaking book. Why is it so complicated? <laughs> well. Hopefully you want people to read it too. 
So Exactly. Um, if you want people to read it, there's a process that you want to go through to be able to get get your information out there and recognize your audience and get to your audience. And this is part of it. Um, so there's another another website called um, BookBub. Um, BookBub. And BookBub, it's not like BookFunnel. It's, it's really, it's more or less um, a website, a resource that people go to to find free books. And it's all kinds of, it's all kinds of cool stuff. So, but what authors do is you, authors run ads and with BookBub. So what you're trying to do is build a relationship with BookBub to get your book featured on there uh-huh. because they have so many eyes um, of people. So many people go to BookBub to find information and to find books. You want, you're getting yourself in front of a whole bunch of eyes by just being on that their site. So a lot of authors run ads. I don't know the cost of running ads on BookBub, yeah. but I can tell you, you that when we were talking about our author's toolbox in a, in a previous episode, that's something you probably want in your toolbox. Oh, my gosh. That is so good to know because I've heard of BookBub for free books. I never knew about the advertising on it. So that that's really yep. good info. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 So... I think with um, talking about this, it bears to to mention one of the struggles, not struggle, but but one of the things about being an author these days, um, which is both wonderful and awful, is that it's easy to get out there. But the bad side of that is sometimes there's so much, um, there's so many books out there, there's so much, um, let's say, noise that it's hard to cut mm-hmm. through that noise and to get yourself yeah. heard. And so yeah. I believe um, this is a good way, um, and, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, to reach your ideal reader. Um, what do you think of that? It is. It is. It is. It, it, it's kind of, it, it's a little test, you yeah. know, for you to go out there and, and see what, what your book is attracting. Um, I can tell you... Um, this is this is kind of on topic, but a little off. Is uh-huh. that one of the things that, that I have done, and it seems a little bit tedious, but again, I know I know those of you who are out there writing are thinking, why is there so much involved? Well, you have to keep <laughs> in mind that when you choose to become a writer, you also choose to become a business owner, and a business owner does more than just the task that that business you know does. So. Though you have chosen to write and you love to write, there is a whole business behind, well, how am I going to get those books into the hands of the people that I want to read it? It's not going to happen automatically. Um, so oh, one of the heck things that- yeah. Um, you know what? Let's take a quick break, but I think that would be a good okay. thing for us to uh, start back up with. So we'll be Absolutely. right back.
we are back. Woohoo! So, Nikita, you started talking about, um, and I think this is such a good point that when you become an author, you really also are a business person as well. Yeah, you are, and I, I think a lot of authors don't realize that if you don't come from that business background. Um, but there's just there's a lot of, and and you know, it's funny, even coming from an entrepreneur background, um, from the time I decided to to really go into writing books more on a full-time basis, um, I didn't even realize how many moving parts there are in the process of creating a book. But it's a product. Your book is a product. And when you have a product, there are things that you have to do to get that product to market. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, So um, one of the things that I did when you talk about, we're talking about your audience and trying to identify your audience and, and knowing who your audience is. Um, one of the things that I did, just as some preliminary research, which is helpful for anyone um, as you're in the process of, of, of getting ready to put your book out, is you want to identify what um, genre your book is. Yes. Um, that's going to be, and what will be really helpful for you in trying to identify what, how your book will perform mm-hmm. is um, to go on, now I, my strategy is being specific to Amazon right now. Ah. So I'm studying things that are happening on Amazon. Ah. So what I did is I searched for other authors in that genre. Mm-hmm. I went on Amazon, searched other authors in that genre, and um, looked at what the top tier, like as maybe the top 50, and that's a lot of research, but top 50 books that came up. And then I would go, you can drill down under each author, and you can actually see what their ranks are under each of their categories. Oh, cool. Um, their Amazon ranks and how well that book is performing. Right. Um, and that, it's going to give you some insight into, one, how well is this particular genre, how, you know, how are people responding to this genre. But, two, you can kind of see who the players are in the market. I also take the time to read some of the books because these are the people that are already writing in my genre. Right. So I want to know what I will specifically, I'll do the research and look at the people, look at the numbers, and I'll identify the, um, the, the books and the authors that have the highest numbers, the ones oh. that are really selling the most books, and see what is it that people are really responding to. Um, and what that, that helps you identify your audience because you're going, you're going to play in the same sandbox with these authors. Yeah. So what it allows you to do is kind of get a feel because that's, that's the audience that you're going after. Right. So, you know, how different or, or alike is your book to the books that they're writing? Like what, you know, what are you bringing to the table? What, are, what do you think? Read some of the reviews. See the things that people are saying because if you read the reviews, what you'll find is the readers are going to tell you what they like and what they don't like. Ah, gotcha. So yeah. that made me think of a question um, yeah. about – Excuse me. I think that's such a good point about identifying your genre. Say you mm-hmm. read the reviews and um, uh, you, your your particular style of books is not what's the most popular with the readers. Okay. Would you adjust your style to make it more popular for the readers or would that just be a note to let you know, okay, I need to... Uh, I need to do. I need to strategize differently to make my book appealing to my readers. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's going to have to be a personal choice for the author, right? Because 
it, it really is going to depend on how emotionally connected to the book you are. Mm. Um, if you have a book that you have more of a, a secular goal for that book and that I'm an author, I'm putting out these books, I'm trying to find my audience and I want to mold what I have to fit what people want, then yes, you're going to want to change that. Right. But if you're writing for a specific purpose, this may be an inner purpose, maybe you're trying to you have a specific group of people you're trying to reach. Maybe your your right your book was a cathartic process because you want to you know it's not necessarily your end goal for your book is not I, that you want so many sales. You want to have some success with it, right. but it's not it's not a secular goal per se. Um, right. if, if that's the case, then you you kind of take that with a grain of salt and say, okay, I, I see people aren't responding as well to this particular topic but it's something I feel very passionate about. So I'm going to push forward, but I know, I know what I'm dealing with. So you don't, what, what my expectation is in that is if you go in there and you've done that and your book doesn't perform to the level that you want it to, mm-hmm. don't be upset about it because you did the research and you know, you, you know that going, going forward. So you just have to, you have to take that information. And if, if you're willing to make the changes, Mm-hmm. If you achieve that goal, then that that's great. But if you're not, there's nothing wrong if you're not. Right. You know, keep the integrity of your book, but also understand that just because you choose to stick to your guns does not mean that your book's going to still sell a million copies. Right, right. Oh, I think that's yeah. an excellent point. Thank you for talking to that because I'm sure that crosses yeah. a lot of authors' minds. Um, sure. So, so when you release your um, uh, free book, what is your mm-hmm. expectation? Um, say I'm like, oh, snap, I see this book and I want to get it and it's free. And so because, um, mm-hmm. you know, darn well, I'm getting a copy of your book. Um, yeah. <laughs> so say I grab a copy of your book. What is your hope? What is your expectation for the reader who downloads and, and gets your free book? The number one goal with a reader magnet is that you are getting them on your list. You. You want them, you want to find, you want to create some, yes, yes, you want them to buy the book. Right. And, and granted, everybody that downloads your free book is not going to add to your email list. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, um, the people that add to your email list are going to be the people that are going to be your Raven fans. And it's funny, I, I, I read, I don't know if it was Nick who wrote about it, but it was, I, and I can't remember specifically what book, but it was um, a really great um uh, analogy in, in that when you're talking about building your email list and building your fan base, uh-huh. um, there's this thought of people, you know, like, I want 100,000 people following me or whatever. And um, and he he went on to say that if you have a 1,000 or a couple thousand raving fans, right, that could be more valuable to you than 100,000 fans because those 100,000 fans may be transient. Ah. And you're going to have people that filter in and out. But if, but if you have those people who are your diehard Raven fans, even if it's a smaller number, it's going to be more valuable to you as an author and make your business more predictable and your income more predictable because you know as soon as a book comes out, those people are going to buy it. Right. But you may have that 100,000 people that are not as predictable as that 1,000. So work harder on getting that 1,000 that are raving fans, don't worry about how big the number is. Right. Worry about the quality of the people that you're getting on that list. Oh, I think that is such good advice because you're right. I think yeah. so many of, of us authors um, 
even though we're better with words, it feels like a numbers game because it's like, oh, I have this many people following me or I have this many people who are on my email list. But if I'm hearing it right, it sounds like it's more about quality than quantity. It is. Yeah. I want the person that's going to be like, I can't wait till the next book comes out, that's ready to, as soon as it comes out on launch date, they're those are the people that we're trying to find. Yeah. And, uh, and more than likely when you're putting out and, and you'll start to see that come through when you're dropping your reader magnet and you're seeing the people that they're going to be, you're going to have a discrepancy between your downloads and your, and your people that join the email list. Right. I'm guessing the people who join your email list are the ones that are really excited about, well, I want to know what else you've got coming out. I and, love um, that. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I would say, and and tell me if you agree or not, these people are like your VIPs. Like, um, you know, they would be the ones when you have a brand new book in the series come out, you might be like, oh, snap, people. Everybody, you know, this is the day that the new book is coming out and and tease it a little bit with them, but maybe release it to them first versus everybody else. Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. So, oh, my gosh, I appreciate you sharing all these insights, especially while you are uh, in the process of of doing this for your book. I have a little bit of experience with lead magnets um, with um, I have a a free um, PDF that people can um, download And they join my email list. And it's kind of cool. It's this thing I've created that's called a power card. So I have the um, uh, experience with that. But I think it's so fascinating to do it with the free book. Or like you were saying before, if somebody's written, say, a longer book, they could even maybe give away a chapter or two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I find this fascinating. Are you going to keep us up to date as you go along? I will. I will. And it, it, it will be out very soon because I'm working very diligently to get this done. So I'm, I'm getting I'm very, very close to the finish line. So I will definitely keep you guys posted. Awesome. Well, as somebody who loves your reading, I'm like, write faster. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. And now it's time for Gregarious Goofballs. <laughs> All right, it is time for Gregarious Goofballs. Yay! All right, Miss Nikita, what you got for us this week? <laughs> so, um, I don't know why I always feel the need to pick on my aunt. It's because she is. <laughs> we love you, Auntie. She, she always is the one doing something. So, um,. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a few years back, I had I had surgery, mm-hmm. and and so I um, I couldn't move around very well. I think mm. I was probably within the first week or two of coming home. Yeah, and um, and my husband had to um, had to to leave and um, um, go to a meeting, and he didn't want to leave me home um, by myself. Yeah, because I needed anything. So he called my aunt after to come over and sit with me or whatever. And I was like, okay. So she comes over and she sits with me. And, um, and you know, I'm still kind of like a freak. I can't move very well. And so I'm sitting on the couch and, and I think I'm like, I might have been in some pain. And she's like, I'm going to get a warm compress for you. Uh-huh. You know, so you 
lay it on, on, on you. I'm like, okay. And so she gets like this rag and like heats it up in the microwave. Uh-huh. And she comes, she just lays it on top of me. <laughs> I'm so weak and out of it. I can't even move, but I look and I see a flame. <laughs> You're so weak. You're like, um, I think I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny. Is she, she picked it up and then she started laughing and she couldn't help but laugh at me because I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Were you okay? <laughs> I, should... I was okay. okay. I think she got it off of me before I had any third degree burns. <laughs> I did that all wrong because you're supposed to ask, are you okay before you start right. laughing? I'm on fire. <laughs> this girl is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> oh, man. What well, about you, Kim? What you got? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of times things that happen to me start with a serious situation that goes sideways. And this was definitely one of those. So, um, I had a a good friend who had, um, passed away and, um, we were all gathered together, um, for his memorial and we did it at his house versus having it at a, at a funeral home. So obviously we're all upset and I'm walking in the house (laughs) and, um, and you know I'm an animal lover, right? You are too. Yep. I accidentally <laughs> so I walk in the house and everybody's looking sad and crying. I stepped on his cat. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> so, the house is quiet except for people like sniffling and upset. <laughs> All of a sudden you hear, really bad it's it's like it's like oh yeah so i'll never live that down (laughs) that's funny all right cool well those were good Yes, it has. Holy, it really has. It really has. I learned a bunch. I, you may have seen me if you were looking at me on Facebook Live. I've been taking notes because I didn't know about oh. several of the things like Nick Stevenson. So, um, yeah, 
Such a good topic. So what what would you say about uh, reader magnets? Would you encourage peeps to use them? Absolutely. I, I think my biggest advice um, to, to writers are, is going to be don't be afraid to put something out there for free. I think as writers, we are so attached to our work. It's our artistic expression. Right. Um, it's part of our, it's part of who we are. And so it feels, you almost feel like you're taking away part of yourself <laughs> because you're giving it away for free or you're taking away the value. Right. That's not what it is. Exactly. Um, you, you've got to, and I think what you have to realize is you've got to program yourself while you're in the process of the, while you're in the creative writing process of knowing that this has to be, this is part of it so that you know what pieces of that you want to do, whether you're taking a, 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 an excerpt or whether you're creating a piece specifically for the goal of being a reader magnet. You want, and, and the thing is, you don't want to skip on it either. Right. It's not like, okay, this is a reader magnet, so I'm giving it away for free, so I don't want to. No, you want it to be great because oh. how else are people going to know how good you are? Exactly. You, know? you want to give away your, your good stuff because it's like, yeah, this is the thing that you want people to be like, hot dang, I have got to read more of this. This is awesome. And I, I'll tell you a, a key example of that. Is, yeah. um, you know, I am a Sky Warren super fan, which, by the way, we, we have done an interview with Sky Woo-hoo! Warren. Stay tuned. She is amazing. Oh, my gosh. She, um, she pulled her, her, her reader magnet was, um, well, uh, she's had several because she's been in the game a long time. But The Pawn was the first book I read by her that was a free book. I was just looking for something from an indie author author on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And she she just hooked me right on in. Oh. And I'll tell, I can't, I'm afraid to admit of how much money I've spent on Sky Warren books <laughs> because I think I own almost all of them. Um, she's I'm that definitely good. a super fan. Um, but that's how they work. That's what reader magnets are supposed to do. It's like the perfect example, and you can use me as the consumer example of how it works perfectly, right. of how it pulls you in, and then you go in and like, oh, I want the next one. I want the next one. I want the next one. Right. It's like, uh, what is it? Potato chips. You can't have just one. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm hooked now. Give me the next one. It's like binge watching TV. It's binge book reading. <laughs> exactly. Just be prepared if you're using a book magnet, specifically in a series um of capacity, uh-huh. be prepared to write. Because once you get those, once you start building that audience and once you hook them, they're going to want more. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it to them. So be prepared. There we go. I love it. Well, thank you so much. What a great episode. Yay. No, <laughs> so fun. Yay. So peeps, let us know your thoughts. Are you doing a lead magnet? Yeah. Are you thinking about it? So uh, write us and let us know and you can connect with us. Uh, we actually have our own website, sociablescribes.com. And yeah. we also have a Facebook page and we do respond. So if you write something, we promise we will write back. Yes, we will. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. We'll subscribe to our podcast on a pod, uh, a podcast, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. <laughs> and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sociable Scribes podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week to learn more amazing tips on writing and publishing. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend.